This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rebecca, how are you? I'm good. It's not a crime. I feel bad so mm-hmm. much of the time, but this is not something I feel bad about. <laughs> I know. My husband was asking the other day something about he has a million hobbies. So he was like, What do you think your hobbies were? And I truly thought about it and said, Watching reality TV? He's like, I don't think that's a hobby, but I'm really good at it. Well, that's why you've made it a quasi job. I mean, we've taken this <laughs> hobby and we have kind of elevated it scaled up leveled up (laughs) there you go but it was so sad because I started listing all the things he likes and enjoys and I was like oh my gosh it's just reality tv this is the same for us and the things I name as hobbies are also things that I kind of also put endeavor around it's very hard for me to do something just for the pure art of enjoying it um Mm -hmm. I'm working on that and I think it might be gardening but I'm in New York that's like eight weeks out of 52 that I can do that. Yeah. You can do a lot inside. I learned that with my son when he was on a gardening kick because his his hobbies are actually my hobbies. So that's actually that's a great point. Hobbies Your hobby is, yeah, like walking through his hobbies with him and you learn so much. And I do remember that phase and I am happy to report I had to bring my jasmine and my lemon tree from my deck inside for the winter and they are thriving and my mom gave me an amaryllis and there's five pink blooms on it they're stunning so (gasps) I'm not willing to say I'm a green thumb yet but things are living for longer than expected (laughs) so maybe uh, maybe that's my hobby I'm excited that will be great and that seems like the perfect perfect one you you're just somebody who knows and can put pretty things together so I just feel like if you're working no don't even look at me like that it's true um I'm also (laughs) forgetful and inconsistent though so that works against keeping plants alive but thank you no no I get that I get that keep trying uh (laughs) we just kept growing them like out to a certain point like they would get to a certain size and my son's like all right I'm done and I'm like okay I've taken this as far as I can go or as far as I want to take it I know. I should check in the backyard. There might be a few things going that I just don't know about that nature took its uh, took on its own. That's super cool. Um, yeah. But Rebecca, I wanted to start this week thinking back to September of 2012. Okay. Do you remember anything about September 2012? No, I don't remember anything about any years year ago. that you ever tell me. Don't worry. That wasn't actually a question. <laughs> I just decided to do that. But I will say television was doing okay. Mm. I know that's not really a strong opening sentence, but it's really the truth. (laughs) Tell me more. Uh, I tried to, right, I tried to pull some stuff together for this intro and I was like, can't wait to share all the amazing shows out there. 
You ready for the three I saw? Hit me. Catfish, Duck Dynasties. Oh, yeah. And Big Ange on VH1. She was like on Mob Wives. Like oh, they're just. Oh, okay. We didn't have a lot of Trying new on, things apparently. on the old reality TV networks. <laughs> Absolutely. And apparently, all like almost all animal related catfish, duck. No, well, I, the catfish I can't is kind of figurative. It, <laughs> it's okay. There's neither a cat so nor a fish. <laughs> None of it. Um, and the ducks really are just about people. It's secondary not, too. Not You're right. <laughs> okay. Well, see, still going well. Um, so anyway, I decided I would have to pivot in my intro. In 2012, we needed new television. We were starving for interesting shows that were different from our own lives. And TLC took up the torch of top-tier television once again <laughs> and created the groundbreaking and totally not fabricated at all show, Breaking Amish. It's a great title. Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Rebecca, any? do you have any relation to Breaking Amish? I know you do to Amish people in general, yeah. but the show Breaking Amish, okay. do you have any reference No, point? I really don't. Like, I know it existed. Kind of surprised I never watched any of it but I really haven't so you're gonna you're better for it okay I have to be honest Mm -hmm. this is the one time where I'm not trying to get anyone to watch this but you're better for it um but what is your relationship to Amish culture well you may have overstated it you might be setting it me up a little too too much but my parents just recently moved to one of the biggest Amish places in the country I'm from New Jersey and my parents just left New Jersey after living their whole lives there to uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is full like center point for the Amish and the Mennonite communities. So my parents have learned a lot. They're watching a lot of documentaries. And now when I Ooh. go there, I mean, you share the road with people in horse and buggies. It's wild. I love it. Where I'm from in North Florida, we had a bunch of Amish like uh, shops or like they would sell stuff. And then north of Orlando, a little tiny mom and pop store I used to go to, they always had like Amish butter, Amish this, Amish, like tons of stuff. We like so, their like, products. The Amish markets are really, really nice. Right? Um, it's pretty amazing. So Rebecca, there have been four seasons of Breaking Amish. Okay. But much like Love After Lockup, the seasons don't really make sense. There was this first where they broke Amish in New York City. Congratulations. I mean, if you're going to do it. (laughs) You're going to break Amish there. Yeah. The second season they called Brave New World, and it took place in Pinecraft, which is a community near Sarasota, Florida. And I've told you in Sarasota, there's like a huge Amish population. You did, and it really surprised me. I don't know why I never would have pegged Florida for a, a place for the Amish. I don't know why, but I think it's something with their, you know, the clothes they have to wear. And it just, not that it doesn't, it doesn't stand out sense. here, but I, all I can picture like Hawaiian sh- shirts and like cargo khaki shorts in Florida and like, Wow. It's not bad at all. Yeah, they're in their traditional garb. But apparently there was like, uh, I was looking something into it because I was curious too. It had to do with farming, I guess, originally. And so some people moved down there and then, you know, families grow and more people are there. And um, also it's Florida and there's sun. So sometimes people like that. Sometimes many, many people do (laughs) like that. It's true. (laughs) You're winning right now in terms of winter. Absolutely. I'm going to give that to you. 
Thank you. I will take it. Okay, so then the third season and fourth season are back to being called Breaking Amish, I believe, and they Bizarre. take place in L.A. and Brooklyn, respectively. Oh my gosh, yeah. I do want to watch just because I love L.A. and I mean Brooklyn. Got feelings on, but yeah, um, it's not interesting. All right, I'll, it, I'll just you'll wait. see. You'll see. Okay. okay, okay. But Rebecca, would you be surprised that Breaking Amish has a spinoff? Actually, no. But tell me what it's called. Yeah, they do, and it's called Return to Amish, and it's actually been on for seven years. Whoa. Yeah. So this week, I'm going to be focusing on the people from the first season of Breaking Amish who okay. are also on season two, Brave New World, and then a lot of them go over to Returning Amish. So okay. it's kind of like the two hit seasons, and then they kept bringing people in, and, and nobody really sticks. Um Okay. For good reason. These are not actors. <laughs> These are not people that, you know, a camera doesn't necessarily shine for people who have not been in front of a camera ever in their lives. Or, or like seen. any technology. Or, <laughs> yeah. Right. They have no point of reference. So that can go one of two ways, right? It could be like the most natural, amazing, kind of unaffected. It's not. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, or or not. Exactly. <laughs> It's really not. Sometimes I was watching a few clips and I was like, oh my gosh, this is worse than watching paint dry. Like some people, wow. it got real boring. But their lives would be crazy. Like the things they're saying that are just like so common every day for them, but their faces and voices would be like monotone. And I'm like, I'm right. Sorry. And they don't recognize it. One more thing I just wanted to mention that happened. I don't know if it hit your headlines, but do you remember seeing this in the news you know how your cell phone will do an alert when there's like a, a, a weather advisory yeah. or um, an amber alert and everybody's phone in a space goes off at the same time and like right. it disrupts so they're not supposed to have cell phones the Amish <gasps> and all these Amish people just got busted because like a dozen people's phones went off in a space where they were all Amish and practicing in the very conservative <laughs> sect and they like got in trouble in their community I believe and I just it. find that really I don't know like I just find it kind of adorable like I don't know it's just funny but it was like very scandalous oh I believe it um I can't even imagine but that is the way like to get busted for that oh, that would oh be, it would like but you'd be like there's 10 of us name them all I, name I, them I name them <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, if only. So in that first season, and again, the second and some on the other spinoff, um, there are five people. So four of them are Amish and one is Mennonite. So you have a guy named Abe Schmucker, Rebecca Byler, Kate Stoltzfus, Jeremiah Raber. They are all Amish or had grown okay. up Amish. And then you have Sabrina High, who is later Sabrina Burkholder. Um, she's a, the sole Mennonite of the season. But before we really get started, I want to paint the picture. And since I'm not an artist, I'll just do it by playing the trailer from season one of Breaking Amish. <laughs> Perfect. I don't think it's right that a woman has to stand beneath a man. I want more than that. I started working when I was 15, dropped out of school early. Third or fourth grader can probably read three times better than I can. I am fascinated by the outside world. I can't stand living the rest of my life wondering what if. Take somebody with a lot of balls to get up and leave the Amish. They'll tell you you're going to hell. And it's really hard because you want to love God. He just freaked out and he's like, no, you just got to go. 
that he said I have to gather up my stuff and I have to leave. I'm going to do everything in my power to try and stop you. If I go to New York City and decide not to stay Amish, I'm going to be on my own. I guess I just need to get away and find out who I really am. I was definitely excited. It's New York City. Everybody was staring at us like we were stupid. Well, doggone. I've never actually stayed in a hotel because they have alcohol in them. I walked in there and I'm like, whoa. What have we really gotten ourselves into? Kate is coming out of her box. I didn't know I hurt you, okay? I have no freaking idea what's going on. I come to take you home. Breaking Amish premieres Sunday, September 9th at 10, only on TLC. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than the actual show because I'm intrigued. Uh, it probably is. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you where my issues lie as we okay, go okay. through this. But it feels very rumspringa, right? Like this whole... But that, that's what it is. It's not. And that's what oh. you think it is, right? That's... Oh. I have that in my note. And if you've seen like uh, documentaries, have you seen The Devil's Playground about the Amish? It's a documentary. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, but I bet my parents have. Yeah. And it's about rumspringa. Uh, like... And I I'll, thought this was that, but these kids are older because that happens at like age 16, right? You're right. It happens Rumspringa. around age 16. Before, I know I'm throwing out the word rumspringa. Some people might not know. I'm <laughs> obsessed with the idea. But Me too. <laughs> before, we'll talk a little bit about the Amish and Mennonites beliefs, um, just so you have a better idea of where they're coming from. So I'm no theologian, Rebecca, but my what? understanding, <laughs> I know, of American Amish goes all the way back to the 1700s. So... I mean, not my understanding. I read this like two days ago. This <laughs> it is understood. <laughs> I didn't come here with this information. I just learned it. So back in the 1700s, there's a community of those in the Christian faith that began to rebel against an Anabaptist leader from Sweden named Jacob Amman, A-M-M-A-N. So the followers of Jacob are known as Amish. That's new information. That's so cool. Today. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I won't remember it tomorrow, but today I do. Basically, the idea was he wanted his followers to follow a very strict set of rules where there's it's all about humility and doing for others and stuff like that and keeping life very simple. And other people were like, nah, electricity is going to be a thing, bro, and I'm going to one day <laughs> want that for my descendants. So that's kind of the break off. I would also like to say I'm not an expert and I don't claim to be. And please, if you know more than me. I know you do. I know people do. Right. <laughs> Please don't give us a bad review. And we may have that. Mennonite listeners. No. Oh, yeah. No, we Mennonite, could have yeah. Mennonite listeners. Yeah, we could have Mennonite. Or yeah, ex Amish can... anything. Right, right, right. So you can tell us if we're wrong. Just yeah, I'd love nicely. to learn more. So here in the U.S., we have two types of Anabaptist. Again, this is if I'm understanding it correctly. You have the Amish or Old Order Amish, and you have Mennonites. This is a generalization, and obviously everyone that practices their faith does not adhere to these things 100%, so it's pretty generalized. But with Mennonites and Amish, their beliefs are really similar, but whereas the Amish don't allow electricity or driving of vehicles, the Mennonites actually do. Mm -hmm. And they still believe the same things. Uh, another thing they have that is different, I know, is that the Mennonites don't really practice shunning, whereas the Amish do. Uh, Mennonites are allowed to wear 
bright colors and patterns and the Amish choose these muted tones to show humility and, and not to be presenting themselves loud, I guess. Um, so in words that we can all understand, the Amish would be like Erica Girardi and Mennonites are Erica Jane. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for the metaphor that we all needed to really click into this episode. I don't know. Wow, wow, much. wow. There's a first thing for everything. <laughs> it's the only thing that made sense to me. So for Mennonites and the Amish, a huge part of their faith is becoming baptized. So you typically get baptized in your late teens or early adulthood. With this baptism, you're saying, I want to live this life. I've decided to live this life. I will follow the orders of the church forever. So there's no backing out once you do this, once you make this decision. And if you do decide to leave the faith or do things they don't agree with, like phones or smoking, you know, if you're Amish, that you will be shunned like that's or or I guess you could be shunned is probably better to say, um, which means the members of the community can no longer even associate with you or they yeah. risk being shunned. So it's a really big deal. Yeah. And because it's such a big deal, here comes my favorite part. The Amish offer their parishioners something when they turn 16. And that something is called rumspringa. Rumspringa. What a great word. It's so fun. It's so fun. It sounds fun. Yeah. And it is fun. It It, is fun. (laughs) It's translated from a German dialect and it means jumping around. Stop. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I love that you gave us that historical tidbit. Again, this is some pages. I think it was like AmishQuestions.co or something. It, I don't know. I, this could have been lied. Yeah. My but son could have made like, this website. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. It's like Rumspringa. It's like Rumspringa break. Like I think of spring break. Like it's their spring break. Yeah. They get to go wild. I know. I was trying to think sanctioned. of the girls got to gone wild girls option but um i didn't come up with anything i like that though um basically it means that before you decide on being baptized or whether or not you want to be baptized you have the opportunity to enjoy the english world which is another of my favorite things they say they call it the english world right so we're in the english world they're in the amish world that's really all you need to know about that they basically during rumspringa can do whatever they want to during Mm -hmm. that time it's almost like the purge, but I'm guessing murder is probably <laughs> illegal or I hope off so. the table. Right, yeah. yeah. How long is the period of time? Okay, so I looked I looked at that and it doesn't seem to be a specific period. It's kind of like get it out of you, come back. If okay. there is a specific time, I just didn't see it. Okay. So many of these teens enjoy all the English world has to offer, like electricity and phones, premarital sex, smoking and alcohol. And so after this time of jump, 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 jump around, they make the decision (laughs) whether or not they want to continue with the ways of the church and be baptized or if they want to leave the church. And if you leave the church, you can still be around your family, you know, in some degree, they're not going to shun you. But if you choose to get baptized and then do any of these things, that's where the shunning happens. Got it. So back to the show. Breaking Amish is attempting to show what happens long after Rumspringa. Oh, Okay. The first season, we get this little intro of the cast and what their dreams are of the English world. So I'll give you a little background on each person. Abe Schmucker is 23, and he's from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. He 
goes on this uh, show for three seasons. But his mom, I don't know if you saw an older lady towards the end. Her name is Mary. And she becomes like a very beloved part of the cast. Like hmm. almost like a like guidance and stuff hmm. for new kids that are leaving. I say kids, but some of these people are in their 20s, which is a kid. Let's okay. be honest. <laughs> I have three of those types of kids. (laughs) There you go. Next, we have Rebecca Byler. She's 21, and she's from the same town. Abe and this Rebecca, who spells her name differently than you, so therefore is inferior, um, they actually meet on the show and get married at the end of the first season. Oh, wow. More on that later. Okay. So up next is Kate Stoltzfus. She's 22 when we meet her, and she is gorgeous. Did you see the one modeling like in a bathing the dark suit. hair mm-hmm. yeah i did <laughs> yeah like it's hard to miss gorgeous so she grows up in and i know it's not lancaster how do you say it lancaster 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 it's okay. strange that you don't pronounce it Land? how would you not lancaster lancaster yeah, yeah if you were to just look at it and read it phonetically it's definitely regional that you would even know not to like i would never have known if I oh yeah, know. I only know because I think we got it wrong on moms before and got a lot Lancaster. of Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster. I get yeah. bullied into these things, and I can remember totally. Um, <laughs> so she's the daughter of a bishop, and that gorgeous thing isn't just like an aside. Um, she actually becomes a model. She drops wow. the fuss in her name, so it's Kate Stoltz instead of Kate Stoltzfus. Yeah, and today she's actually a fashion designer in New York. Wow, good for her. I was My curious gosh. to see if you knew her name. I was like, kind of. When you said Kate Stoltz, it sounds familiar, but I don't know if that's just because it's like a great name. Like, yeah, it's I don't a know. Really good name. Cool. Yeah. And so the last two are the two that I'm focusing on this week. These two were on all seven seasons of Return to Amish, and really are who you think of when you think of Breaking Amish and Return to Amish. So the first is Jeremiah Raber, who is 33 at the time of filming and was adopted by an Amish family when he was small. More on that to mm. come. Okay. He was raised in Ohio. Next is Sabrina, who was 26 at the time of filming, and she had also been adopted but from Puerto Rico, and she was raised in a Mennonite family. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So before we get into the crimes of it all, let's take a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Okay. While Bethany is sitting on her high horse with the reality reckoning, I too am sitting on my high horse after this week's round of amazing, delicious, ready-to-eat meals that I received from Factor. Thanks to Factor, my lunches have been taken care of, really. I'm someone who can pretty solidly stick to making my breakfast every day. I eat the same boring thing every day, which is yogurt, and at dinner I prepare something for myself in the family. But during the day, I really tend to eat whatever is around or whatever I just pick up on the go. And honestly, a lot of times that's not great. But thanks to Factor, I can eat amazing chef-crafted fresh meals in under two minutes. We're talking over 35 different options to choose from every week that include things like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, as well as Keto. On top of that, they also offer delicious things for breakfast or midday bites like pancakes, smoothies, and more for days when I'm just sick and tired of my yogurt. This week, I had the most incredible meals, more than I can even count, and one I can't shut up about is the shredded chicken and loaded mashed potatoes with mushroom gravy, smoked cheddar, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. So, so good. And on top of that, the only work I had to do was throw it in the microwave for two minutes. 
two minutes. And while I'm not a big microwave girly, this doesn't taste like a microwave meal because it isn't. These meals are dietitian approved and chef crafted, never frozen meals. Head to factormeals.com slash criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off. Life is full of mysteries like what am I going to eat today? Or how do these love is blind producers keep picking these men? And if you love mysteries like we do, then you got to try June's Journey, the game that'll have you sleuthing your way around the globe with June Parker. You'll be uncovering hidden objects and solving mind-boggling cases in no time. As you advance through each level, delve into June's family scandals for your dose of drama once Love is Blind is over. June's family drama is the perfect way to satisfy my craving for mess. But amidst the drama, stay alert because danger lurks around every corner. Utilize your skills to crack the case before time slips away. With stunning graphics, captivating sound effects, and a compelling storyline, June's Journey stands as the ultimate mystery game. I'm currently in Chapter 5, and one of the most enjoyable aspects of the game is the story within the story. While I'm unraveling the mystery behind June Parker's sister's death, I'll also encounter hundreds of puzzles along the way. I like to turn to June's journey to unwind after a long day or just to kickstart a lazy one. Grab your detective hat and get ready to solve the case right at your fingertips. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. So Rebecca, let's talk controversy and crimes. Please. Yes. So when we meet these five young people, it shows them as being very naive. If you saw in the preview, the one girl acted like she was surprised with how a light worked. Yeah, I saw. You know, also the pillow fight in slow mo. They didn't need to do that. There was. TLC. I promise you, every season, whoever comes, they like go to the big city and they like wear all their you know traditional garb, garb and yeah. then they walk into um, a store and they come out in bikinis. And you're like, <laughs> every one of you has a sick body, and I'm so ticked off right now. And they might be too. They might be like, wow, I literally never knew. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Yeah, so it's like they very much have a formula for this kind of thing. Um, and they sure. always go out to a bar in their uh, traditional stuff and people ask sure. them what. Like that's the kind of stuff that annoys me with this show. It's kind of gross. It is. Um, exploitive. I've watched almost all seven seasons. So <laughs> it's very gross. exploitive. And I will keep watching. Um, and while this possibly could be true that maybe some of these members members of the almost community don't know how to turn on a light switch or maybe don't know what a microwave is mm -hmm. these five do but i do think it's possible you know that some don't know all the ways of the english world mm -hmm. and there's nowhere else for me to put this and these two aren't even on the season i'm talking about but i need you to see <laughs> if i had to see this you do and people that are listening listening is going to be just as terrible so don't worry you're not missing anything my heart starts racing because I've never been kissed before. Did they tell them to do that? That's not even... Rebecca, explain what you saw because maybe... I can't. Maybe it didn't... I won't. <laughs> <laughs> They're setting up the girl Rebecca's first kiss because she says... I've never had a first kiss. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. And then they've sh cut to the the shot of her and the the guy, Abe. 
Maureen and Dan- Daniel. These are different oh, people. Whoops. They're not. From sorry, the I just season. was using the names. No, no, you're good. I'm sorry. Good. I'm so all I can see is the part. Okay, so it kind of was like, uh, what is it in Men in Black when like they erase your memory? That's basically what just happened to you. So <laughs> yeah. this is Maureen and Daniel. They're on another season. Doesn't even apply to what we're talking about. But I needed you to see that. Okay, so they lean in for what we think is going to be a very sweet. Yeah, so sweet. Lips brushing. Um, there's no lips involved. Mm-mm. They stick their tongues out inches from their lips like lizards and lip only tongues touch over and over and over over and over (laughs) and that's when I covered my face I don't know what happened after that I mean you got the idea that I don't need to torture you anymore why are you doing this to me I know (laughs) but those are kind of the sort of things that they'll like give to you like look at this person experiencing this and you're like didn't need to see that that's not even like an instinct to do if you've never done it before, I don't think. I feel like that was like, make sure you use tongue. And they were like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what could have made it worse. Uh, honestly, I don't. There's, oh, okay. Yeah, biting their tongues off would have actually made it better. Um, yeah. So as this first season is underway, back to the actual thing of the show, controversy <laughs> Im- immediately begins with many people like showing pictures of the cast on myspace and other places dressed in english clothes so you have this new cast who's like i've never seen a light bulb and <laughs> meanwhile they're like Fully they're online. You know, like pulling out their razor phone and you know all yeah, that stuff back yeah it's very silly now tlc never said this group had never been in the english world but they sure hinted at it it turns out all of them had either left for a while or in some cases left for years. In fact, three of them, Rebecca, Jeremiah, and Sabrina, had all been married and divorced before even joining the show. What? That feels like a big thing. How did the community agree to be, are a lot of people on the show that aren't the primary characters, like Amish people? Okay, because I'm like, how would they consent? They don't. Sometimes their faces blurred out, and sometimes you'll just get audio, and then sometimes they're like, they told us to leave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So speaking of married, um, another big piece of controversy is this marriage between Rebecca and Abe. The show creates this narrative that, like, they knew each other, but they aren't together when they meet. So, like, they get to the big city and they're like, oh, hey, I remember you. Oh, hey, I remember you. Next week they're dating. At the end of this first season, they get married, right? Total lie. Pictures come out to show that not only were the two dating prior, they were in their English clothes in one photo with what ends up being their baby. Stop. A whole Okay, so... (laughs) They're, they're, okay. So they're like aspiring wannabe reality TV stars. I mean, they only stay on for three seasons. So I don't, if they were aspiring, they decided to get out of Dodge. And yeah, it was, but those are the kind of things like that's going to be found out if you have a whole baby with this person. And did casting find out and not care or not find out? Not that, like, did they just assume there was no online presence for them and they didn't look so from what i understand they must not have looked and this is 2012 so i'm sure it is it's a not little as bit easy different. yeah but i know that there was some controversy that maybe she had this baby with her previous husband but then okay. like they do like a dna test or something it was very dramatic um, maybe they were on uh maury povich we should have checked that <laughs> all you have to google is everyone's name and maury and see where they fall 
Okay, now speaking of Abe that we were just talking about, he also must have gotten out for a little more than a rum springer because at some point in 2008, he's arrested for public intoxication. Oh. Speaking of drinking, in 2012, Kate, the fashionista, is in Florida and she gets a DUI. So, oh no. So, this group not only left the Amish, but they were like, we're really going to leave. We're, <laughs> yeah. We got things to do and laws to break. Yeah, and they might have only been driving carriages prior. True. I mean, they might need new drivers. Oh, true. Makes Very it even true. less safe. <laughs> and when uh, people find out about this, they really feel duped um, that some, if not all, of the cast have lived full English lives before this show. So bizarre. But they come out in their Amish and Mennonite garb and pretend they're experiencing the world for the first time. So, again, they're and they're terrible actors. Terrible. Well, I was going to say... They're acting, but they're probably really bad. It's so bad. It's so wow. bad. Um, so TLC, you know something's man. off, but you – that's the thing. You know something's off, but you think maybe that's because of how they were raised. Sure. But also it could be because they have a whole baby at home <laughs> waiting for them. <laughs> they're like, I can't be on set all night. We got to get this done. Um, that is wild to me. That is That is just – that is just crazy. Right? So we all know that, like, there is some sort of – producing into producing a reality show but this feels like a lot a dupe yeah total dupe so let's get into jeremiah and sabrina who are really who we're talking about this week okay so jeremiah is kind of the first to really give information on his time uh living an english life so he is the first one to basically say yes i left the amish community i also got married and i had three kids before i came on the show so again, you see him and it's like, my parents are going to shun me if I leave. You have a whole family oh, that isn't there. That, wait, a whole family that is Amish? No. Or that is like not, it's English. Yeah, sorry, an English He went family. out of the community. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. So both Jeremiah and Sabrina have pretty dark stories, but there is some good news for one of them. So like really good. So just remember that as we go through. Okay. So Jeremiah is looked at on the show in later years as sort of this mentor to the younger Amish who want to break free and live an English life. So as you go through the seasons, it'll be, say we're in the third season. Well, there's Jeremiah, and he's talking about being in Sarasota, and here's this new business venture, and he's going to call some of his Amish friends to come down and help, people who want to get out. Then those people come down, you meet this new cast, and that's kind of how it is. It's like being a friend of on The Housewives, like... There has to be a connection, but it's not great. Very loosey-goosey. One of the uh, businesses that he comes up with is an Amish donut company. Have you ever had an Amish donut? No, but I'm going to add it to the list. Yeah. When I go back to my mom's. Do, because I looked at these pictures. They are beautiful, but they're like, there's yeast involved in donuts, and I don't feel like it always is, maybe. I don't know. Like... there's a lot there's a lot the process is long and they are they look amazing yeah well they do a lot of good like doughy what is the other apple thing they make apple fritters i love those things they're apple maybe it is fritters but it's very never mind they do a lot of nice desserts yeah so i could get on board a donut from there okay yeah so he's always kind of in some sort of a... Dumplings. Sorry. Dumplings. Okay. They do yes. apple dumplings. Yes. Sorry. No, you're good. That's important. It's important to <laughs> the story. So Jeremiah's always got some kind of business venture. Right now, he seems to be in some sort of an MLM called Powerhouse. 
Oh boy. Don't know that one. But he's also written a children's book called A Day in the Life of an Amish Kid, colon, a children's book, just in case you weren't <laughs> sure who, who this is for. Last but not least, he has his very own perfume. It's called, this is serious, this is a real name, J.C. Sass. Sass? Sass. S as in Sam, A-S-S as in Sam again. S as in Sam, <laughs> A-S-S as in what you feel like when you wear it. Oh my gosh. Stop. Oh. There are people that I want to smell like. I mean, what's her face on Miami right now has a perfume and I bet it's not bad. Uh, Lisa. Yeah. Hawkinstein. Ha- yeah. She has one. I bet it's not bad. JC Sass, I would not trust no. being sprayed within a mile of me. Um, it uh-uh. has notes of sandalwood, cedarwood, musk, and ocean. <laughs> Some of these things are not like the others. See, he had me with the first notes of scent, though, because that actually would go hand in hand if you wanted to lean into like an Amish brand mm-hmm. and name it something more in that category. But calling it this, with the sass, JC mm-hmm. Sass, and then having those, that just makes no sense. I, I personally love it. Um, but <laughs> Jeremiah is known sort of as the bad boy in the Amish community. Oh, which, boy. And he has a lot of theories about basically everyone and everything. He's kind of a know-it-all mm. kind of person. But here's a clip from a reunion that they had in an earlier season. Either one or two, they stopped doing reunions after that because they just <laughs> – Because of the huge personalities. Um, okay. But here's, oh, here's a conspiracy theory he shares. Oh. Um, and this is regarding Kate the model. Why were you so angry at him? He thinks that I'm selling my soul and like – there's somebody giving me a hand up, that every single job that I get is because somebody gave it to me. He thinks that because I'm in the Illuminati. <laughs> can we, first of all, can we? Illuminati. What is the Illuminati? I'm not even gonna talk about it. Well, someone has to talk about it. It's supposedly this, uh, you this know group is. that is behind every single music star, every single musician, anybody that makes it in the industry. The only reason why they make it is because there's there's this group of people that helps them succeed. Do you think that she can't make it on her own? That's the only way she could have done well, anything? Well, absolutely she can. But? Let's... No comment. Can you just tell me why you don't want to talk about it? He thinks it's because they're going to kill him. Wait, is Actually, that... Actually, you know what? I was getting uh, death threats through email and phone calls saying I got to stop posting about this on Facebook. Wait, what were you posting? Just things that you were looking up? Like I said, I've been doing so much research on all this. Maybe you should put as much trust and as much effort into believing people as you do the internet. Okay. Next. Okay. Next. How long was that reunion? That is. Was that not the longest minute of your life? (gasps) And he slumped over. I mean, I don't know what he has to be so smug about. JC Sass. He is the bad boy perfume cologne maker of a generation let's be honest Oof, he's the worst it's also a tell that she says like anyone that makes it in the industry i don't know i don't know how long i know i'm not like tracking entirely with the timeline of like her involvement in the show but it's like these are not like amish naive girls of yesterday these are women who have like (laughs) she's been out for a while i I believe that she spent that was a big tell yeah her childhood but she knows way too much it's Mm -hmm. it's just wild yeah but it wasn't all fun and illuminati with jeremiah (laughs) he actually had a very complicated relationship both with his amish family 
and his relationship with his birth family who he worked to get to know while on the show. Am I going to feel bad for him now? It's okay. You'll stop feeling bad for him after. Okay. Um, cool. His journey to finding his birth parents was really strange and sad. Um, he meets a few people on the show who may be his dad, or at least one guy, um, and then find out through DNA tests, you know, that's not his actual dad. But who his dad is and how he came to be is a story in itself. I just learned this one this week. So, okay. Through a lot of research and DNA test, Jeremiah finally gets connected to his birth family, and I think he meets his grandma. Here's the story of how he came to be. So his birth dad's name, I mean, I'm not going to birds and bees it, but you no, need to know a general Tell me how detailed the, I need to be. <laughs> so his birth dad's name is Larry Hiltabidal. He's an Englishman. He's not uh, from the Amish. When Jeremiah is almost one year old, he's placed for adoption. And eventually he's adopted by this Amish couple. But here's where it gets wild. At the time of his birth, Larry, his dad, Jeremiah's dad, is married to a woman named Sheila. And you're probably like, okay, you mean his mom, Sheila? No. Right. I don't mean his mom, Sheila. Oh. Sheila's sister, Sherry, is his dad. Wait, no, no, no. His mom. Wait. Sheila's sister... Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it got even more. This could go another level, but I didn't. Okay, okay. So married to Sheila, fathered Jeremiah with Sherry, right? Sheila's sister, right? So this we, is the show we should have gotten. <laughs> well, hold hold your horses. Oh, okay, hold your horses. Yeah. Oh, that could be the go. episode. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently his dad actually has an affair with his sister-in-law, as you said, which is very Monica of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mm, yeah. On top of that, they they realized that Sheila, so Larry's wife, Sheila, yeah. finds out that her nephew is actually her husband's son, right? Right. Okay. Right. Oh, so they went through with it as though... I guess I guess she did not know this originally. So it's like a year before he's placed for adoption. And I think that's around when when Sheila finds out. But here's what wow. happens when Sheila finds out. Uh-oh. She stabs Larry and kills him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I know. <laughs> I kept trying. Every time you made a face like you were so shocked, I'm thinking, girl, just wait. Oh, my gosh. So how old is Jeremiah? He's around one um, at this Like when time. the show is on, he's like 23? Oh, I'm sorry. He's 33. Or he's the, the older on. one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this would have been in like the, so he's like, that was 10 years ago. I'm just trying to, like, when was this? The 70s? The yeah, 80s? some. I think it was in the 70s, late 70s, early oh, 80s. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the sad part is Jeremiah talks about saying that he's the reason his dad was murdered because he was born that kind of thing that's where you feel bad right yeah yeah and also sheila his mom not mom his aunt but was pretending to be i don't know how that worked um she actually had a 25 year years to life prison sentence and she died in prison so he never got to meet either parent gosh that's brutal yeah so jeremiah's been through a lot in his life as you can tell and a lot of those things are out of his control, but there are things that are in his control that he makes super bad decisions and choices with. Okay. One of those is when he got arrested in 2015 for disorderly conduct and uh, public intoxication. He's like in a taxi, gets out, yells at the taxi driver. Must have been pretty bad because he gets arrested. Okay. 
But even before this, this is before um, the show is actually on, he has uh, run-ins with the law that are related to domestic violence accusations by his ex-wife. Oh, no. So, yeah, they're married 2005 to 2011. They have two daughters and one son. And while you hear about these kids on the show, eventually they mention that, you know, oh, by the way, he had a whole life before this. Um, You don't ever see them, which is always a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. So in 2016, though, Jeremiah marries a woman named Camilla that he meets on social media. So the show has been on for a few years at this point. Camilla is not from the Amish world, and she's a single mom to four kids and beautiful. She's like one of those just naturally, like people that you're fascinated. Like how how did your genetics land so perfectly? Because wow, talk to mine. So Camilla becomes a part of this breaking Amish world. She's on several seasons, as well as really her tumultuous nature with her relationship with Jeremiah. Most of that plays on plays off screen but like of course on social media because people do this so a year after their wedding which actually appeared on breaking amish or one of the amish ones in april of 2017 carmela calls the police and says that jeremiah had struck her and she also says this isn't new this is a daily thing yeah in october of that year jeremiah claims that carmela had stolen fifteen thousand dollars from him before leaving him there was like some dispute over um land in florida which i was like fifteen thousand dollars you could buy half of florida with that so (laughs) you can get a parking spot here yeah for half a year (laughs) seriously so the couple get back together and split again in 2022 and like i was saying there's tons of facebook stuff on this during this time there's lives that jeremiah does claiming his innocence and carmela shares like really dark things about what happened between them and things she accuses him of um Yeah. So I hope they aren't back together. But as of November 2023, they were, uh, according to a subreddit. But I hope the show doesn't ever put him on another episode. Like, I feel bad for him. I think his story is important as far as, like, living in the Amish community and not feeling like he was really a part of it. And then Mm -hmm. all this trauma. But also, let's not put uh, abusers on TV. No, there's in 2012, there shouldn't have been an excuse or reason to, but we'll let it go. Like we are now, there is absolutely no reason for people to be cast on these shows that have criminal records. If that's a public record, producers can find that out. There's just no reason. It's absolutely wild. Like, I can't believe, I think as of last year, he was still on there. I haven't watched it in a few years, but like, I don't get it. But let's switch gears and let's talk about Sabrina. So Sabrina is oh. one of these people that you want the best for. So she's the one on the clip that says they are always telling you you're going to hell, but you just want to love God, right? Yeah, yeah, the dark hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, though, on the show as it goes on, that you can just tell she's in a dark place. Mm. So when we meet her, she talks about being adopted and having been raised as a Mennonite and Again, that was interesting because she's the only one that was on that original cast that wasn't Amish. So Sabrina had previously been married before the show, but I don't even think that was brought up until like the awkward reunion and like it came up because, you know, people on the internet were like, this is weird. You, (laughs) I I was in your wedding, (laughs) that sort of a thing. (laughs) Sabrina and Jeremiah either sort of date on the show, but it always feels more like a storyline to me. 
So Sabrina goes on to date this guy by the name of Harry Kreiser III, who, of course, ends up having an arrest for domestic violence and assault, which people assume is against Sabrina because of, like, the timeline with that. So is he Englishman or He is Amish? Um, Amish. Or he might be Mennonite. I don't remember that, but um, okay. he's not of this English world. Okay. Okay. So right off the bat, not going great for her um, with him. Um, she ends up sharing her pregnancy on the show. And this was a painful scene because she's dating this guy. She's not married to him. So I just wanted you to get an idea of like, I don't know, just her, her heart. Okay. All right. You ready to listen to this yeah. little one? All right. I'm really excited to have my own baby, but at the same time, I'm nervous because I've never been through it before. My parents do not talk to me anymore because I'm a whore, because I'm pregnant and I'm not married. It really made me sad because my dad told me that my baby is a disappointment to them. That's baby's heartbeat. 125 today, which is good. I'm seven months pregnant and my Mennonite family won't talk to me about it. My body's going through all these changes and I have no idea what's going on. That's sad. It's really sad, right? So yeah. even if she hadn't been away from this world for very long, she's still like, she has, you know, she was adopted and doesn't know that family and now doesn't have a family that chose yeah. to adopt her and take her in. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That just broke my heart. So It really is so sad. It must be just so lonely. Yeah. This isn't going to make you feel better. Sometime in the early season, Sabrina becomes addicted to heroin. And it is what? bad. Yes. Yes. So bad that she has her first daughter, Oakley, with this guy, Henry, the um, guy she's been dating. And eventually, Oakley, their daughter, is taken away from her due to her heroin addiction in 2015. Wait. I feel like I heard about this. You might have. And I think my cousin told me. Really? Keep going. Okay. So she eventually gets custody back, um, but loses it again when she is in the car with her friend and Oakley. Her friend may have been the driver. They were pulled over. The friend has a heart attack and dies. And I'm sure it was drug related, which is why, again, (sighs) the daughter's taken away. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And soon after, she's pregnant with her second daughter, Ariana. So she's terrified to give birth in the hospital because she's like, they're going to take my baby because of, I mean, she was probably on something then. I don't know that. But she was terrified. So she wanted to have the baby at home. So, you know, protective services couldn't take the baby. And she actually ends up having the baby she wants to have the baby and then give the rights to the baby to her Mennonite family to raise the baby so she knows she can't take care of the baby and she wants her parents to so there's paperwork but she has the baby four weeks early and so it wasn't all processed so she goes to have the baby and they take the baby at the hospital so she never has the baby but this was the family who had rejected her yeah I mean I she must have gotten somewhere okay. with them at some point yeah. I guess oh my gosh yeah oh that is so tragic. It's brutal so Ariana's taken from her and both girls are eventually placed in the home of a relative of his sister I think she actually adopted them okay hopefully that's a good situation I'm sure it is it's yeah. better than what it was them so together too is good the it girls. was yeah yeah, yeah. 
So Sabrina eventually breaks up with Harry, but then goes on to date and then marry this other guy named Jethro Nolt. So Jethro also grew up Mennonite. He was also adopted and he had a history of substance abuse as well. So it seemed natural that the two of them kind of navigate towards each other. Yeah. So she goes on to marry Jethro. They have three kids together. Whoa. Yeah. And while on the show, he's like coming in and out of her life. He's like wants to be a family and then he wants to leave like when she's pregnant. So it's like it's horribly dysfunctional and like she has a lot on her plate. Um, In May of 2017, she's arrested and charged with possession of a controlled substance and criminal conspiracy. So she's then released 10 days later and she seems to start her journey of sobriety. Stay with me. So I want to share this clip that kind of shows her struggles with heroin. This isn't her on heroin. This isn't anything like that. It's just her talking about um, how she felt um, when she was having her daughter. She stuck the needle in the wrong place, I think. Finally, they get it in right. And I literally went numb. And my first thought was like, oh my God, this feels like I did a shot of heroin. I've been sober for two years. And that was really scary for me. I didn't I didn't think it would trigger me the way it did, but it did. Oh, is she talking about an epidural or yeah. pain medication? I, I think oh it was the epidural. Gosh. So just her, you know, she's <sighs> trying to stay sober and then having this and realizing, I don't know, it just felt like such an honest and vulnerable thing it to share. It is. Oh my gosh, it is. Especially having lost custody of your two, you know, yeah. to be that honest. Um, I yeah. did hear also, she said that like, she told the production company, she told TLC, I've been, I was using heroin, I'm clean, like when she became clean. And uh, so you need to stay on me. Like, I need to know that I will lose my job if I'm using, like, which I don't think a lot of people would do. Um, Oh, that's impressive. I thought it was. So unfortunately, but (laughs) stay with me, stay with me. In 2018, after being clean for almost a year, a friend gives her a cap full of heroin. And she said, why? That's not a friend. I don't like her. I know. A friend. But I promise it does get better. So she uses it and ends up nearly dying from a fatal, uh, nearly fatal heroin overdose. So when this friend, same friend, does CPR on her, her heart has stopped. It's just she's dead. Uh, They're doing CPR until, you know, help arrives. They have two Narcan units. I don't know what they call, like, one Narcan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, a yeah, unit. probably units. But I was just thinking, I wish someone, ha- I wish the friend had had Narcan. It yeah. It would be better than CPR, but okay. Um, okay, so they got to her in time. Yeah, so they use the Narcan, doesn't work. Use the second one, it works, thankfully, because they did not have a third dose of it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I, I would have died. She said <sighs> her last moment before she, like, had this overdose was thinking I feel really really weird like she just knew something wasn't right so whoa she gets clean and she has custody of these three kids she and Jethro eventually break up but seem to be co-parenting responsibly okay sure back in February of 2023 Sabrina posted that she just given birth to her sixth child a son with a new boyfriend Scotty but here's the thing oh She looks amazing. And she's been clean now for several years. She's thriving. She's taking her uh, sobriety incredibly seriously. She moved out of the state. She said, I need new people, new things, new everything. You do. 
I am honestly just so proud of her. She looks so oh, good in I'm not so like a hottie kind of way, but just in a like happy and healthy, healthy. and she didn't mm-hmm. for so long. Oh my gosh. Somebody, I guess, in a People Magazine interview asked her, you know, is sobriety hard? She said, no, addiction's hard. Sobriety, like living every day, knowing what I have to lose, like that that's wow that's easy that's I can I can look at that so I just sent you a picture of her just because I think she looks so healthy in the picture and like a different person than what you saw on tv oh my gosh yeah her eyes look bright like she just looks yeah it just there's not like that emptiness yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that makes me really happy so I I don't really have any updates beyond that everything seems to be going well with her but um yeah that's the Amish that's breaking Amish, return to Amish, brave new world. One thing she talked about is uh, I read that people reach out to her about sobriety. Like, how did you get sober? And she said, the first thing I had to do once I started dealing with childhood traumas, that mm-hmm. made such a difference because I was just trying to cover up these things that happened to me as a child and rejection. And there are some other things. And so she said, dealing with that, then she could deal with really deal with her addiction but I don't know I just think like she's so very brave to people and yeah it really is and I was like very impressed with her um sorry last thing she and Jeremiah got really mad at her one times about her oldest two daughters and said you gave them away you gave up on them you chose drugs over them you were adopted I was adopted you know how that is blah 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 and she said I did the best thing for things for my kids I could not take care of them and I needed somebody to love them like the right way to look at it yeah and it was just I don't know that made me even angrier at him but it's just a lot so anyway I learned something (gasps) hope you guys did too gosh don't watch it I'm not gonna watch it Mm-mm. I'm annoyed at how that show came to be. It's I almost feel like they must have put out a casting that's like looking for people with like a past connection to Amish or previously Amish, and then they just kind of repackaged it to look like it was a little more recent. Oh, totally. That they were in the world, and it's just kind of gross. I don't know. I just, but I really like I really like Rumspringa. I really think religions should consider their own. Other religions should consider their own version of Rumspringa, like. If you're raised in a certain faith, that you get some period where you you choose it mm-hmm. for yourself um, in this kind of specific way, where there's like a name for it and a process. And I don't know if it always if it backfires. I don't know if it's good. I don't know what happens to people who leave well, after if they have no family support. I guess it's not ideal. I don't want to idealize it, but yeah, watch Devil's theory, Playground. I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, did you ever see? I feel like there's a lot of like Amish stuff in culture. Like I yeah. missed the Devil's Playground, but The Witness. Do you remember? Oh that, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That Harrison Ford movie that mm-hmm. was great. And then, do you remember the big movie in 2022? I think it came out last year, but I saw it at the end of 2022. Women talking. No, I don't think I've. Oh even heard of it. my gosh! Very dark. Um, about a Mennonite, and it's based on a true story about Mennonite women and their community. Their the men in their community were brutally attacking them in the middle of the night and so the women like kind of stage a coup but they're not allowed to read or write in this sect of Mennonite Mm -hmm. religion and they kind of had to band together and like create a plan it is crazy and so good oh yeah okay I want to see that um so interesting to hear about a show that I've heard of but never watched so thanks yeah I'm just excited to know the meaning you know the the 
origins for Rumspringa and Amish. Literally those two words. Like, I'll, if, if no other takeaways, thank you for those. You're very welcome. And hopefully there were no other takeaways. Let's just call this a bye <laughs> week and go, go ahead. Rebecca, I would love to know, though, what you're watching. Okay. So, well, we talked already about Love on the Spectrum. I'm watching the first yes. season of the American version because you and I had talked previously about the Australian one, which I guess is how the show started. Started American loving it so much but that's not what I'm going to tell you about because we've already talked about it but just um have to mention it because it's so so heartwarming it's so good there's so season two is out Rebecca started season one but season two is out and oh my gosh there's really nothing that brings a smile to my face like that show I'm always like I'm gonna be sad when I watch it and I never am I'm just like no crying tears of joy it's the most hopeful pure show it's so good yeah there's like no happiness like watching that show for me yeah and you just root for every single person right okay so what i am watching is okay three clues hbo alaska jody foster <gasps> yes the new season of uh detective uh, i know what true it is detective. true detective yep. okay i haven't yep. started it what do you think well, it's it's appointment TV, right? It's a Sunday mm-hmm. night drop every week. So it started last week. So I just watched um, episode two last night. I really like it. It's so weird. It's Ooh. so different from previous seasons of True Detective, of which I only watched one. I think this is the fourth season of the show. And I think it's completely different from previous seasons. So it's like a standalone thing. I'm just so excited to see Jodie Foster on the I know. Because she's such a master in acting and she's 61 she's still strong and beautiful and phenomenal and I just love watching her okay but they shot it in Iceland but it's supposed to be Alaska and and I've been to Iceland and when you're in Iceland you feel like you're on another planet which I would imagine you feel like an Alaska Alaska, Mm -hmm. parts of Alaska too and if we have Alaskan listeners please like, I would love to hear if you're watching this and what you think. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a murder mystery. There's two jurisdictions in this very small little village. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I mean, I guess it's a town, but it's called Ennis. There's two jurisdictions fighting over who is going to take a case, right? Kind of a classic murder mystery trope. Mm-hmm. And then this additional, very mysterious, very bizarre, how will they ever solve it? Occurrence happens and... One of the detectives, who's also a woman, is kind of going head to head with Jodie Foster's character, who's like the chief of right. the larger agency. They're going head to head on like she thinks there's a connection between these cases, and Jodie's like, no, there's not. Jodie Danvers, yeah. Officer mm-hmm. Danvers, I don't even know her first name. And so there's this like mounting tension there, but it's this very small village, so everyone has been married, dated, slept together, right, or is related, like not both, but. Either or, like <laughs> well, everyone knows everyone in some capacity. I don't think there's any of that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like part native and then there's, you know, Caucasian. So it's different um, cultural right. lifestyles all kind of playing out together, like which is what this town is made of. Something happened on episode two that I, my, I opened, like I went, <gasps> really? and just stayed in that position for like, 30 like 20 seconds and I'm like when was the last time my jaw literally dropped like we say it all the time reality but really no no not even <laughs> close I mean like jump scare meets jaw on the floor like a like an exclamation came out of me it was so crazy and I'm like this is such good television because really that never happens yeah yeah and if it does it truly is on the housewives and it's just something shocking in like 
but something shocking that you could dream up in the world of reality TV. Right, this right. was truly like, there's no way. Like what? So crazy. So I'm really Ooh. hooked. I really think it's good. I know I haven't explained it well. It's quite <laughs> weird. Like I said, there's like a lot of people who believe kind of in more of the like spiritual realm, but then it's very much like a forensics story and it's like the merging of these things. So some things you don't know if are real or not. It's Ooh. wild. And it's shot just, oh, it's so beautiful, but it's dark season in Alaska, which mm -hmm. is when they just don't have daytime. They just have no sunlight. Yeah. So every day and every scene is in the pitch dark. And please tell I me HBO just, made it where we can see it because Netflix. No, we can does. see everything. Okay. <laughs> Netflix, it's always so dark, and you're like, "What am I?" No, even that's a watching? good point. No, this is the cinematography is is stunning. It's so gorgeous. Honestly, you could just watch it for that. It's like a document, like a nature doc. It's so pretty. Um, Ooh, okay. yeah. So I definitely want to watch. Really good. Yeah. But weird. I'm. I will just warn you. Like, I don't quite get it all yet. I don't know if I ever will, but oh. I'm enjoying watching it. Speaking of weird, I finished uh, the freaking worst show I've ever watched, The Curse. Melissa. You were not alone in being very upset about all of that. It was the dumbest freaking ending that I've ever seen. Like, it does not make a lick of sense. You can't come back next season. I don't even think you could tell me it was a dream sequence because I just wouldn't believe you. If it comes back next season, will I watch it? Probably. I don't want Melissa, to. I know. I will. You have no one to blame but yourself if that happens. I'm sorry. I will give you this season. I admire your loyalty and dedication to a show. And to people and friends, I benefit from that. Ugh. If you watch the season next, I will say, I don't want to hear about it. Fair. <laughs> I just don't even know how they make a second season. And But then people were putting something together and there's like one thing I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. But it still doesn't make sense. Like it still doesn't make me happy. There were think pieces on this last Ugh. episode. I sent you one. Like people yes, were I read it. up in arms about it. But then I look on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and some people were like, this every episode was just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, am I living in an alternate timeline? Because I don't understand how you people are excited. So let me tell you something that you will be excited about. Okay, not thanks, excited, but you should watch it. Definitely not going to watch that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Netflix. Okay. Kidnapping. Fake. Oh, uh, American Nightmare. It. Yes. I watched. Oh, my gosh. What are your thoughts? Or well, yeah, you know what better job it was your show. Okay. No, I don't. Nobody has any idea what True Detective season four is about. <laughs> I love it. Um, so it, this is from Wikipedia. It says the series covers the March 2015 kidnapping yeah. of Denise Huskins from the home she shared with her boyfriend Aaron Quinn in Vallejo, California. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! So it's did you know that story? Okay, so I remember hearing about a Gone Girl case. Yes. I but not thought Sherry differently. Papini. Yes, not Sherry Pippini. It's like the other Gone Girl case. Yes, the other Gone, the real Gone Girl, uh, or the movie. Um, but I don't want to get a, a thing away about this. Don't no, no Google spoilers on this because you will not see anything no. coming. No, and there's if you don't know. No, it, it, there's no. It's just one of those like knock out of the park documentaries oh, that you just it's are so good. You're you're furious. You're amazed. You're just just in the, awe. You, all of the feelings. It was so well done. It I was thought it was so well done. So well done. So my daughter and I watched that the day she was leaving back to school, and she wanted to leave at twelve, and we put it on while we were packing her up. Mm -hmm. She didn't leave. We watched all three right in a row. I was like, <laughs> yes, I got her longer because um, we couldn't stop watching it. No. It was so good. There is a book that came out a couple Ooh. of years ago called Victim F. 
written by the woman, um, Denise. Okay. And she co-wrote it with a journalist that I had on dialogue. So I learned about the story that way through reading that book, which is also phenomenal. But if you don't want to take the time to read the book, Mm -hmm. but if you want to go much deeper into it, the book is amazing. Really? Um, Because the co-author did the podcast Chasing Cosby. Like she's a really great writer and journalist. Mm -hmm. So it's just a great, great book. But this documentary, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was just every, um, yeah, every Every turn, like every episode, you're like, you don't know what to believe or what to think. And um, no. there's a. And they let you sit in oh, there and just wonder. Absolutely. Like, the detective, the female detective in this is a hero. hero. Mm-hmm. And also, she was the newest, mm-hmm. you know, the in terms of career, she was the youngest yeah. detective. And she just connected dots and was relentless in pursuing it. And it's like, I need, okay, I'm going to say too much. It's like you needed that, you need to see those heroes in the police departments. Especially in this story. Yes. I'm so glad they included her. Oh, they me had too. To, but like she just redeemed so much that went wrong. And, oh, totally. Oh God, it was so good. Yeah. they. Yeah. You needed a hero in that story and she was you a great really, hero. You really, really did. And, and the, the, best and worst most uncomfortable but best part of the series is like you don't know if you're supposed to be rooting for or like hating yes the main people like you just don't know Mm because you're like well if this goes this way then I feel this way but if it's what they're saying then oh my gosh yeah oh yeah it's yeah it's amazing definitely definitely watch that yeah oh yeah that was good yes so and we okay good I feel like we gave two I know that's true we did we know this does feel like something we should celebrate Mm -hmm. Melissa are you ready to take a little departure for our next episode and maybe try something slightly different I'm sorry was the Amish community not far enough for you to (laughs) depart (laughs) this is not I don't know how to compare or say anything (laughs) you're good this is just but yes Are you ready for what's going to happen in two weeks? I'm ready. Okay. I'm breaking a little bit of the rules. Fine. But I think it's going to work. Your clues are competition, Missouri, and MTV. I'm thrilled because you know I love an MTV show, person, uh, anything. Well, you will love this, but not for the reasons you think. Okay. Wish me luck. Yeah, I can't wait to come back in two weeks. Do this again. I'll bring this story and you bring the rum springer. <laughs> you bring the rum. <laughs> there you go. I'm in a rum springer myself right into Out the door. bedtime tonight. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, um, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Criminality Show. You can go to our website, criminalityshow.com. And you can hear Melissa every Tuesday on her other podcast, moms and mysteries and they also are going to be appearing you will they will already have appeared on the playboy mansion murders which you they can watch where um after when this comes out you can watch it on max i think yeah Um, oh my gosh that's so big that's so exciting so congrats by the way oh thank you so much it was uh, recorded very exciting four days after i was in the hospital and on a ton of steroids about a week after the doctor told me will you get out of here I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So I wasn't at my best. Um, I wouldn't have but I'll mentioned all of that. But you know what? I like your authenticity 
And you and Mandy are going to be great. I can't wait to watch. Um, and congrats again. Thanks so much. Uh, I will let you know what other people think of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will not be watching. All right. And then, uh, yeah, let's come back in two weeks and do this again. I'm very excited. Yeah. And if you enjoy the show, go ahead and leave a nice five-star review yes, that'd saying be great. why you like it. Mm-hmm. It would be very much appreciated. And yeah, let's let's do this in two weeks. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Bye.